Thanks for joining us for the special Mideast Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. We all know what it feels like to get too comfortable and be caught off guard. It's not a good feeling. And today, Pastor J.D. reminds us that we are very much nearing the end of this world. Everything that's happening today was predicted over 2,000 years ago. Don't be caught off guard by Jesus' return. You want to be ready and waiting. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on April 10th, 2022. Well, for today's update, I want to talk with you about what seems to be the proverbial calm before the storm, as it's referred to. By that I mean there's this almost eerie lull of sorts, which oftentimes precedes a catastrophic storm, and oftentimes it hits so suddenly. The year was 1997. My wife and I were staying with my aunt, who lives in Giza, Egypt, where the pyramids are. I'll never forget that one particular day. It was a beautiful sunny day, and I happened to be out on her deck just videotaping, and please, no huge shoulder camera videotaping. (laughs) This is 1997 technology, but I was just videotaping, just, it was such a beautiful, sunny, calm day. And all of a sudden my aunt comes out and tells me, hey, uh, we don't have much time. There's a dust storm coming. So I'm like, okay, well, just let me get, no, no, get in now. I'm like, whoa, look, it's beautiful out. She's not for long. And she was right. It was a matter of minutes. I'm not exaggerating. We go inside and we shut everything, and they've been through this before. But this particular dust storm was unique. In fact, it made national news. And we were actually scheduled to fly out of Egypt and back to Amman, Jordan that day, and ended up having to delay that flight because of this storm that hit so suddenly. But it was just a matter of minutes, and all of a sudden, that beautiful sunny day and blue sky turned completely dark, in some ways even darker than the night. And it just engulfed and consumed and enveloped everything, devouring everything. 
and it lasted for a while, but I'll never forget how suddenly that storm, that dust storm hit, and the eerie calm before it did. Well, you probably already know where I'm going with this, but even Jesus spoke to this concerning the prophetic application to this. It's a very interesting account recorded in Luke's Gospel, the 12th chapter. I'll begin reading in verse 54. Just kind of picture the scene in your mind. Jesus is speaking to this crowd, and we're told He said to the crowd, when you see a cloud rising in the west, immediately you say, it's going to rain, and it does. And when the south wind blows, you say, it's going to be hot, and it is. Hypocrites, you know how to interpret the appearance of the earth and the sky. How is it that you don't know how to interpret this present time? Wow. In other words, you can see this storm coming, and it does. But when it comes to the signs, prophetically, you're unable to see what's coming. And to call them hypocrites, you know, I know it's uncomfortable for some people to see Jesus this way. And sadly, I think he's been portrayed as this sort of, um, certainly meek, but not weak. I mean, the strength with which he would address people particularly on that day that he went into the temple. I would have loved to have been there. I hope that's not bad, but I would have loved to have seen that. He fashions a whip and drives them out of the temple and turns the tables over. Wow. So this is very strong, and rightfully so, because what was happening was they did not discern or see what was coming. Oh, they could interpret the weather and know that a storm was coming. But when the prophetic storm and the signs are all there, no. Doubtless the Apostle Peter in his first epistle had this in mind. In chapter 5, verse 8, he says, Be alert and of sober mind. And here's why. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. You know, I wonder sometimes when things are kind of going good and we get sort of a reprieve and a respite as we seem to have been given, I guess, for however long it's going to last. We have this tendency to kind of be lulled into a spiritual slumber, just kind of basking in the calmness, unknowing <laughs> of what's about to hit. What I'm hoping to do in our time together today is draw your attention to this prophetic calm before the prophetic storm in just four specific areas, environmentally, economically, geopolitically, and technologically, all of which point to 
Bible prophecy, particularly prophecy found in the book of Revelation. And we'll start with the calm before the environmental storm, which we addressed actually kind of in depth last week in the update concerning geoengineering. We had a number of people contact us about Dane Wigington and the full-length documentary titled The Dimming at geoengineeringwatch.org. We've provided a link to that video, that documentary, that must-see documentary for those who were unable to find it and view it. Also, we provided another link to Dane's YouTube channel, which I subscribe to. There you will find his weekly Geoengineering Watch global alert news broadcasts, which he usually posts on Saturdays, and I would not recommend it for the faint at heart. Uh, He tells it like it is, and it is factual and true. And it's important to understand that this is not a conspiracy theory, which is what they would have us to believe. What they are doing to the earth is very real, and it's just a matter of time before the storm of earth's destruction hits, as we're told it will, in Revelation chapter 11, verses 16 through 18. In verse 18, the prophecy is that when judgment comes, God will destroy those who destroy the earth. That's a very specific prophecy. This brings me to the calm before the prophetic storm economically. And the recent World Government Summit 2022 on March 28th. Pictured here is a screenshot of Dr. Pippa Malmgren, who stated, and I quote, this is a quote, what underpins a world order, world order, which was, by the way, the theme of this summit, was, are we ready for a new world order? That was the theme. So she's asked on stage in this forum about this, and she says again, quote, what underpins a world order is always the financial system. I was very privileged. My father was an advisor to Nixon when they came off the gold standard in 71. By the way, parenthetically, let me say she was an advisor to George W. Bush, economic advisor. So she continues quoting, I was brought up with a kind of inside view of how very important the financial structure is to absolutely everything else. And what we're seeing in the world today, I think, is we are on the brink of a dramatic change where we are about to, and I'll say this boldly, We're about to abandon the traditional system of money and accounting and introduce a new one. 
I have been for the last two years, and just hear me out, okay? For the last two years I have been up here, as is my privilege to every week. And I have been screaming and yelling and spitting <laughs> and telling you that what we're witnessing is the controlled demolition of the existing global economy to usher in the new one. And it's the calm before that storm, using her words, we're on the brink. She goes on to say, listen very carefully, and the new one, this new financial system, that we're going to, abandoning the old one, is what we call blockchain. Oh. My son, uh, firstborn son, explained blockchain technology to me a couple years ago in the simplest of terms, and I think I finally got it. Very basically, very simply, what blockchain technology is, is a verification technology. So you have this massive computing power that verifies and authenticates a transaction. And once that transaction has been verified and authenticated, it is then added as a block to the chain. I know that's deeply profound, blockchain. It's a verification system, this technology. Now you, and she's going to mention this here in a moment, you will automatically connect blockchain technology to cryptocurrency, which is what it is. It uses blockchain technology. The most well-known of the cryptocurrencies is, of course, Bitcoin. Now the beauty of Bitcoin has been heretofore that it is decentralized, decentralized. What she's talking about is centralized. It is controlled. See, right now you can invest in cryptocurrency and it is not centralized by one controlling entity. There's no banks. You are in complete control. But what they're going to do is they're going to create this blockchain technology and it will be a central bank, CBDC, Central Bank Digital Currency. It is no longer decentralized, now it is centralized and controlled. So she says this new accounting is what we call blockchain. It means digital. It means having an almost perfect record of every single transaction <laughs> that happens in the economy, which will give us far greater clarity over what's going on. It also raises huge dangers in terms of the balance of power between states and citizens. I guess to her credit, she acknowledges the concerns here. She says, quote, in my opinion, we're going to need a digital constitution of human rights 
if we're going to have digital money. But also this new money will be sovereign in nature. Most people think that digital money is crypto and private, but what I see are superpowers introducing digital currency. The Chinese were the first. The U.S. is on the brink, I think, of moving in the same direction. Well, this comes on the heels of what Biden announced three weeks ago about a centralized government digital currency. It's all, yeah, might as well, this is as good of a time as any, please. I, I hope you know that behind the scenes, this is the image that I have in my mind, and please don't think that I've lost my mind when I share it with you, okay? They're all backstage toasting a glass of champagne together. Zelensky, Putin, Biden, Trump, et al., Obama's there. They're all there. Wow, that was really good. <laughs> good job. Good show. I told you not to think I've lost my mind when I share it. That's exactly what's happening. They're all in on all this. It's been planned for many, many decades. She goes on, the Europeans have committed to that as well. And the question is, will that new system of digital money and digital accounting accommodate the competing needs of the citizens of all these locations so that every human being has a chance to have a better life? Because that's the only measure of whether a world order really serves. So you know what this means, right? Well, you have it in your Bible in Revelation chapter 13. This blockchain technology is exactly the technology that we're told in the Bible will be present during the seven-year tribulation. This blockchain technology is so precise that every transaction, every human being can be tracked, verified, and authenticated using this technology. It is so powerful. And that technology exists today. Today. If you go, again, I'll say this, if you go 10 years out, the technology, as fast as technology is advancing, if you think about how technology has advanced heretofore to the present day, and you fast forward that 10 years from today, you exceed the technology that we have recorded in the Bible. That should give us all pause in terms of how close we are. So it's just a matter of time now. This is that calm before the economic storm that is coming upon the whole world. Every human being will be tracked using this technology. And that's exactly what Revelation 13 says. You will not be able to buy or sell. Everything's digital, cashless. They've had it in place for a long time. And they've already kind of programmed us and conditioned us and readied us for this. And she uses the words on the brink. I like the word cusp better than brink. Just sounds better. Cooler. Cusp. We're on the cusp. That storm's going to hit. 
It's just a matter of time. This brings us to the calm before the storm geopolitically and the prophetic implications of the major developments internationally. Of course, we have the ongoing enigma, as I'll refer to it, of what's happening in Ukraine, which is very strange. The only thing to me, if I could be so candid, that makes any sense at all, is that old adage, follow the money. Then I, you start kind of, okay, I, I think I see what's really going on here. So you know the Ukrainian flag, right? It's gold and blue. You know why? The gold is the wheat, the blue is the sky. Ukraine is known as the breadbasket of Europe, the grain, the food supply, <laughs> not to mention the energy. This is a key and strategic location. And by the way, I want to come back to this, maybe just hang on to this for a moment. But have you noticed that if you dare say anything that even smacks of being pro-Putin, <gasps> you're censored. You're ostracized, you're criticized, you're demonized, you're all the eyes. <laughs> Penalized. Oh, you don't think that's happening? The campaign now is all about Ukraine now. Don't dare go against the narrative, because that's the narrative. Hmm. Follow the money. It's all about the money. And even more specific than Ukraine being the breadbasket of Europe, it also has to do with the petrodollar. You know what I'm referring to when I say petrodollar? It's the U.S. dollar that is used as the exchange payment for oil and natural gas. Well, what's interesting is Putin is now refusing as payment for any natural gas and oil, the U.S. dollar, in favor of the Russian ruble. According to Al Jazeera, Putin announced a gas currency switch for unfriendly countries. Here's a quote. The Russian ruble briefly leapt to a three-week high past 95 against the U.S. dollar on Wednesday in Moscow before settling close to 100 after President Vladimir Putin said Russia would start selling its gas to unfriendly countries in rubles. The potential ramifications of that move, which Putin ordered his government to sort out in one week, could boost the Russian currency, already has, with a host of European countries still dependent on Moscow for much of their energy supplies. I've heard some pretty staggering numbers. It's up there. At the very least, 30%. 30%. You think about that. You've been listening to a Prophecy Update with Pastor J.D. Farag on In Spirit and Truth. Thanks for tuning in to study the Word of God. As you continue to learn about the things that are happening all around us and how that relates to the Bible, 
Take some time to pray for this nation and for the world as a whole. How all the details will play out is still unknown, but God treasures the prayers that are offered on behalf of His people and the world around them. Continue to delve deep into God's Word on your own and gain some useful insight about these things in addition to what you hear from Pastor J.D. Are there some things that you heard today that really touched home in your heart that you'd appreciate some prayer over? We'd be honored to pray for you. Let us know what those requests are by going to jdfarag.org and then fill out the form under contact. Once again, that website is jdfarag.org. You can also find us on social media. You'll find links to Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube on our website. And we encourage you to follow them so you can stay up to date with all that's happening at Calvary Chapel Kaneohe and in spirit and truth. If you're wanting to access these things on the go, we have a mobile app that's available for iPhone and Android users. Just look under the resources tab. That's all we have time for today, but thanks for joining us. We look forward to our next edition where you'll get the opportunity to hear more insightful things about the days that we're living in and how that intersects with what's been predicted in the Bible. Join us again here on In Spirit and Truth.